You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 142. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 142. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Oh my God, Mr. Smith. (laughs) I'm a little nervous. Yeah, you should be. Unleash you on the pod, people. I know, I know. I'm in a rare mood. He's he's like (laughs) hypersexual. I mean, I know he's he's a Scorpio, but like everything is a sexual innuendo. So don't be surprised if you hear some like that's what she said and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is in a he's in an interesting i got I'm, I'm in a mood i'm in a mood what can i say oh my god well hello everybody hey pod people welcome to our show well we're a little giddy because we've just been having a, the beginnings of a conversation about working together yeah we got to build a program together we're, we're thinking about like we, you've been getting everybody in their spiritual mental emotional self yeah and i'm like why don't you have the physical part in there we gotta yeah. get people physically connected too so we're our next date night. We're gonna do a little brainstorming and yeah, start building a program. That'd be awesome. So we're, we're anyway thinking we're th- we're, th- we're thinking about that. So we're all I'm just gonna throw it like, out there. Just throw it out on just the kinda, line. Kind of tease you a little bit. <laughs> just tickle, a little tickle. No, no, a little graze it just a little bit. You throw it no. out on the line. <laughs> Put it out there on the line. When you keep saying on the line, you do mean online. <laughs> we're gonna just kind of rub up against it a little Stop. bit. Do you see? Do you guys see? <laughs> Do you see? I can't even. I know. Oh my gosh. So we have a really awesome topic for you guys today. We're actually going to do a rebroadcast and there's a reason for that. And a few weeks ago, we did a podcast on what your inner shit talker tells you about your relationship. Mm. And I got a pretty overwhelming amount of feedback from people saying, holy shit, that was so helpful for me to address issues in my relationship. And we used to do that quite a bit before yeah. I kind of switched my niche and things like that uh, a couple of years ago. So I thought, you know, we need to do a few more pods that involve relationships. And I did one, gosh, I guess it was go, <coughs> going on a year ago, uh, not quite, but around five relationship mistakes you don't know that you're making. And that was another one that people said they got so much out of. So I thought, let's do a rebroadcast because we've gotten thousands of new listeners since then. Yeah. Which, by the way, thank you. Awesome. Thank so you, awesome. thank you, thank you. Yes. Um, but as you know, when we do rebroadcast, we, we got to do a brand new Would You Rather. You got to. Because let me tell you, I don't want to deal with this bitch over here if he doesn't get his segment. <laughs> we got to rewrite this contract i'm just kidding that like never (laughs) happens i'm like babe we're gonna record oh okay like no i'm making as much as you Uh. (laughs) oh my gosh all right so today's would you rather would you rather is trapped in an elevator for eight hours with three fat men with bad breath 
Or would you rather be trapped in an elevator with a woman about to give birth? Oh. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Right? Um, <laughs> You're getting anxious. Just I'm getting anxious. Um, wait a minute. Okay, wait. So the first one. It, Three fat dudes. With bad breath. With really bad breath and BO. And, and, and you're and, caught right in the middle. And the both instances is you're stuck in the elevator. Stuck in the elevator for eight hours. Eight hours on an elevator. Um, You know, I actually think I would take the pregnancy. Wow. I did not think you were going to go there. Well, okay. So I just had this. Okay. So your our like sister is yeah. about to give birth. Yeah. Right? Any day. Any day now. And I was talking about this with my best friend. And she's like diehard parent, like super educated on birth processes really and the, the medical system and all that stuff. And she's like, you really should watch. And I was like, hey! like, <laughs> like the visceral response was like, fuck no. But it really got me starting to think about this like magic of childbirth and stuff. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, Wah. she she was telling me like, oh, the look, you know, the look on their faces. And I'm like. I feel that way about animals. Like, I get really excited when they give birth. But <laughs> So, anyway, I think that – see, but that's hard then because if something were to go wrong, I'd have a really hard time not blaming myself. Well, something could go really wrong with three fat dudes that are stinky, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot – yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. But I, I just think it could – I mean, this is interesting because you've actually done this. I did. I actually did. And, you know, when I was writing this Would You Rather, that may have influenced the Would You Rather. Well. <laughs> because I did actually deliver that... a baby in an elevator. He did. I was trapped in an elevator with a pregnant woman. And you birthed and that I, baby. I, well, she birthed it. I helped. You caught it. Yeah. Yeah. And you were how old? I, she was the pitcher. I was the catcher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how old was I? I was 18. Jesus. 19. And 19. You, you were in the military. I was in the military, yeah. Yeah. And and you got it you were in the Philippines? We were in the Philippines. Yeah, it was a uh service elevator that didn't work very well. And um it, it would get stuck all the time, but we didn't really think about it. And they would send the pregnant women down from the OBGYN down from there to walk around. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, the long story short, everybody lived and okay so let me ask you this and I don't know because of the place you were in at the time during your life like was that like a magical experience for you was it a rich experience or were you so paramedic that you didn't even it was just another day to be honest yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean it was kind of cool seeing a you know life come into existence into you know into our world and all that kind of thing and she had had several kids so it was no big deal for her either yeah you know Um, and for the most part things just went pretty smooth so it wasn't that difficult yeah. It was a cool experience. You know, it's Well, yeah. I think I would pick that one. Would you pick that one? I would pick it again. Because you you got No way would I be on no. Be, because you're already huge. And so you yeah. it's already gonna be I'm already squeezed. claustrophobic. Yeah. Man. I don't, and I I don't, don't mean, fit in small spaces. I don't mean Mr. Smith is fat. Like he's just a, a large human. You're not yeah, fat. No, at I'm all. not fat at he's all. He's just huge, like six five and like Yeah. Like it's it, it I got I'm more of a basketball player. Yeah. And we're talking about fat dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
which is rough. <laughs> like a large amount of fat And nothing content. against big people. I'm just saying no. you want to be stuck in an elevator with them. No, it's you're in tight quarters is what you're it's, saying. It's, it's not even that. It's the it's the bad breath. And the BO. Yeah. That Did you add the BO part? Because I thought initially it was just that. Yeah, I added it. Yeah, you always do that with your... <laughs> well, you always ask more questions. Yeah, so well, I you always... To... See how we get stuck in that always, 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 always. <laughs> see? <laughs> All right. So Anyway, so enjoy the new broadcast. Yeah. Or the old broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. I think you'll get quite a bit from this, and uh, it might be really eye-opening, and quite a few things that we've implemented in our in our own in our own lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So enjoy. We have an awesome topic for you today, which is five relationship mistakes you don't know you are making. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So, and we're we're not just going to tell you. Here's the shit that sucks. We're going to actually tell you what to do about it, too. Oh, so we get to fix things, not just point them out. Right. Oh, cool. Right. Because that would, that would suck if you're like, here's all the things you're doing wrong. <laughs> now go go away. <laughs> here's to loving your life. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace. See you next week. All right. So let's jump in <laughs> on, on that, that, on that on note. On that note. Let's jump in and talk about five relationship mistakes that you might be doing that you have no idea are causing a little bit of damage to your relationship. So a lot of this stuff are things that, first of all, were never taught, you know? (laughs) Why are you being so weird? I don't know. (laughs) Mr. Smith's playing with a microphone and being... (laughs) See what I mean? It doesn't translate on radio. It doesn't translate on radio. You can't you can't I, translate that on radio, Amy. I knew I was gonna get silly. I felt <laughs> like so silly. Okay. Uh, so Go ahead, I'm sorry. Totally lost my train of thought. So sorry. Basically, with anything related to relationships, most of the time we learn them from our trial and error in our own relationships or from how they've been modeled for us as we grew up. Yeah. We kind of that's how you learn. And then also from media. So then we get into our relationships as adults and you kind of go okay wait how do I get him to do this or get her to do that or how do we figure this out and you're kind of just trial and error going with the flow seeing what you guys can figure out so keep that in mind oh I just made a a fart noise with with my you did I'm sitting in Mr. Smith's chair and it's It's very farty it's farty (laughs) all right (laughs) Oh, my God. I promise this is going to get... <laughs> there, there will be content somewhere in this pod. All right. So, the five things. First thing, expressing your needs and wants when your partner cannot hear you. Mm. So, there's a couple of ways that people do this. You look like your wheels are turning. No, I'm just like... I, I, I think you need to explain can't hear you. What does right. that mean exactly? Very good. So, oftentimes, we will really set our partners up to fail in the sense that when you're expressing something to them and you really want them to listen to you or they you want them to meet a need in some way like let's say you really want them to start taking care of a a specific bill or finances or you really want them to do something more around the house or you want them to be more romantic or whatever a lot of times people communicate that in ways in which the partner cannot hear them. And that can happen a couple of different ways. It can happen by screaming and yelling. Like you're just yelling and yelling and yelling. You'll get heard. Probably won't get listened to though. Well, that your partner doesn't 
you, if you're on that receiving end of that, you don't go, oh, yeah, I can't wait to be what you need. Right. I can't wait to get right on top of that. You're you're thinking, get this person to shut the fuck up. What can I say to get out of here? Or you, right. you get defensive and you start saying shit you don't mean and you just yeah. start yelling, yelling, yelling. Another time is when you are ready to talk, but your partner's not ready to talk. Like they just got home from work and maybe they need to decompress or maybe they're involved in a project. And just because you're ready to talk doesn't mean that they are mentally ready to, to collaborate with you. Right, right. And then later on you'll say, weren't you listening to me when I was talking to you about blah, blah, blah? Right. I'm like I was actually in the middle of something at that moment. And that's where you and I have learned where if I just jump in and I'm not even – even realizing that you will tell see that's what i also think is our responsibility is to say can we wait on this i'm just not able to be what you need me to hear right now can we can we reconvene yeah let's Mm -hmm. reconvene because if you're not able to digest it that's not fair either right and that can be and trust me this is something that you really need to perfect over time it's not always easy because then you then you say Hey, babe, can we talk about this at a different time? I'm just not, I'm kind of involved in a project. And then the other person gets pissed. Right. That's not okay either. Right. So this might be something to sit down and say, hey, I've been noticing that our communication hasn't been working. Here's what I think might be some cool agreements. What would you think about this? And when can you hear me and when can you not, you know? And like I learned that anytime like you're involved watching sports or, um, playing a game on your phone or working on your computer, I need to ask for the time. Like, it's not fair for me to just demand your attention. Right. Or I'll ask and say, can I have your attention for just like two minutes? Sure. Yeah. And then you get to say yes or no. I don't get to be offended if you can't. Like, you, I'm the one interrupting you. Got it. And we actually had that situation that we had to navigate a little bit where – you, if you needed something from me, you'd be like, it's only going to take a minute. And I'm yeah. like, I don't care if it's only going to take a minute. I'm involved in something. Right. I need yes. you to respect that I've got stuff going on right now. And so that was something that we had to kind of communicate about because you were like, just go, it'll cut it's so big, one second. And I'm like, I don't care. You know, I'm involved. <laughs> yes, so. you're right. So that's a huge one, really watching when you choose to communicate with your partner. Mm. And I always say, just ask for the time. Like, if you have something of merit, of great importance to your relationship, set it up so that you can converse about it in a way in which you can be heard. So ask for the time. Say, hey, I've got something I want to run by you. When would you have some time to chat about we that? We need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk. Like, that's... That's kind of shitty. Right. That's not like a great entry into the conversation. Right. Respect. It's just plain old fucking respect asking for the time to converse about things. Second way that you might be kind of neglecting your relationship and not realizing it is assuming that your partner, you know what your partner needs. This is one of the things that I see people oh, I people do all the time is they fix they try to fix things they try to offer solutions instead of asking what your partner needs what do you need from me what sort of support what can i do to help what can i do to help what sort of support do you want Mm. what's helpful for me to say in these situations what do you want me to say who do you want me to be Mm -hmm. we don't do that 
we go, oh, you need to get in shape? Is that what you said? You need to get in shape? Well, here's what you need to do. You need to do this program or this program or this pro. Oh, you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you need this, that, and the other? Or you're complaining about this, that, and the other? Oh, well, you need this. Here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. And you're just full of suggestions. Let me tell you, if somebody's in a shitty place where they're not happy about something, they're complaining about something, they're not happy with their weight, they're not happy with their job, the last thing they want to hear is all these solutions that they haven't heard of or haven't thought of or haven't tried or maybe tried and didn't work. Like, they want sympathy. They want you on their team. Now, it's a totally different... So that's what you mean by being hurt. No, that's what I mean about not suggesting what you think your partner needs instead mm. of asking. Gotcha. I've moved on to number two, Mr. Oh, sorry, sorry. You didn't get the show notes, apparently. <laughs> um, Whose fault is that? Stupid. <laughs> so really assuming that you know what your partner needs better than they do. And that's very different than saying like, hey, I have some ideas about that. Let me know if you want to hear them. You can certainly suggest things to each other. But if somebody's really upset with something, like, I've told you that before, too, and now you're really great, and you're like, I'm not going to fix it. I'm going to just ask you, what do you need from me, yeah. you know? Because I'm a solution provider. That's M- what I do. Most men are. I mean, that's a very, very common Absolutely. male response. That's good for all your female listeners to know, if they probably don't, probably already know it, but we are solution providers. So we need you have to set us up for success by saying, I don't need you to fix this. Just, you know, hear me out. That's a really great point, too, because most men equate trying to solve it or a solution with being totally helpful. That's the helpful piece, yes. And that I'm showing her love. Right. Or him love. Like, that I'm really trying. Mm-hmm. And then the woman gets all frustrated, and you're like, why are you trying so frustrated? I'm trying to help. Yeah. You know? So that's a big thing that you can do, ladies, Huge. if this is your situation. Or, you know, if the re- situation was reversed, just saying... I'm going through some shit. I really, really don't need solutions. I honestly just need you to hear me out and just be with me through this. Because there's a lot of people too, this is very challenging if you aren't comfortable with a lot of emotion. Yes, true. And sometimes it's like, I just need somebody to be with me while I'm a mess or while I'm bummed out or while I'm pissed or upset and not fix it and just tell me like, it's okay. We're going to get through this. What do you need from me? Right. Um, So sometimes I think we think that we're failing somehow if we can't read our partner's mind. But a lot of times we just need to ask straight up, what do you need from me? Yeah. You know, how can I be better for you? Exactly. Um, So true. Number three. This is huge. You've let go. It's huge. It's huge. You've let go of the niceties. You've stopped just being fucking nice to each other and kind. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind how many people are married or in a relationship and you would never, like, if you didn't know it, you would never know it because they don't show any sort of kindness, love. Uh, they're not amorous with one another. That's how you show, that's typically how people show they are married. Which is a shame. <laughs> no, which is a shame, yeah. That's exactly. That's how you know. Like, oh, they're married. Like, how often do we show up on the show and we call each other a different pet name? 
Yeah. You know, no, we're I, like, hey, baby, can't yeah, say we're Yeah, we don't count. I'm talking about just normal <laughs> people. That's why I'm saying this is something that you cannot let go of. So one of the solutions that we've done that's been really helpful, and you came up with this like a decade ago, and you said, we are not a business. Don't treat me like a business partner. Don't talk to me like a business partner. Let's have a rule where every time we text or call or any time we talk to each other, even if it's an email, Mm -hmm. that we say something kind first. That we we are not just about the operations. Not like, hey, can you pick up dry cleaning? Hey, we need tissue paper. Hey, we need this. Blah, blah. But, hey, babe, totally thinking about you today. Hope you're having an amazing day. Is there any way you could grab this when you're at Target or... I can't tell you how many people that I've been with and they answer their phone and they're like, sup? Yeah. Or like what? All right. All right. See you at home. Or they go like, love and you. It's like, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Yeah. With like no feeling like to it. Your loved, the one you love the most is calling you right now. Right. Right? It's not the IRS. <laughs> right. <laughs> would you, if people were to hear how you speak to one another, would they have any idea that you are in love? Right. I would think that was like... Uh, you know, like uh, one of those people that call you in the middle of dinner. Oh, t- the uh, tele- telemarketer. Telemarketers, yeah. yeah. You playing footsie with me? You're right playing now? footsie with me. How dare you? Under the podcast desk. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a huge part. Is that there's virtually no co- um, communication? Yeah. Where we aren't kind to each other, we respect one another's time, energy, everything. So if we're if we're biting or snippy, we apologize for it. We thank each other. This is another huge piece. We thank each other for damn near everything. Yeah. Damn near everything. <laughs> like, I washed, I went, and our dog threw up on our comforter today. Oh, my God. So I had to go take it to the laundromat because it's too big for our washer. And you were like, thank you so much. And then you picked up a bunch of toilet paper. Like, no joke, <laughs> like 48 rolls. <laughs> It's like it's like a bed. Yeah, I had to backpack it <laughs> up the stairs. But I, you know, and he cleaned our entire. We have a suede couch. He cleaned the entire suede couch the other day, and I was like, "Thank you so much for doing that." Like we really emphasize gratitude, sex even. Thank you so much for that. Oh my yeah. god, I really needed that. Or thanks for getting me in the mood. Or thank you for really putting the effort in and like getting there. You yes. know, so true. We like we thank each other for everything genuinely. So if you've let go of the niceties, start them back again. Thank start you. just being kind. What would you tell your child about politeness, about saying please and thank you and kindness and all of that? Right. And the act like it. Yeah. With this, if this is the person that you are supposed to be madly in love with, act like it. Mic drop. Right. All right. And number four this is another huge one, is you are gathering evidence for all of the shit that you are not happy about. Oh, yeah. That's a Joy Junkie favorite right there. Yeah. I love to talk about gathering evidence. Mm-hmm. So we will... Dude, your burp. I can't even... Hey. <laughs> Come on. On air? All the way over here. Really? On air? <laughs> You're going to cut that, right? <laughs> cut. He just blew his sausage burp all the way in my face. It's so gross. It was not sausage. Oh my god! How dare you? Moving okay. on. Number four. All right. So that's something I talk about all the time. Is is the story we've created about a certain s- situation in our life, and then we will 
kind of turn our dial so we are acutely aware of any sort of thing that will support that story. So what I mean by that is if you've made up in your mind that your husband never does anything around the house, you better believe that you're going to go around and tally and notice every damn time he doesn't do something you want. If you would turn your dial or your radar to something else, though, you might start noticing other things that he does do that actually might warrant a thank you or gratitude or whatever. So a perfect example we've shared with you guys before. I don't know a woman on this planet who doesn't wad up her hair in the shower and stick it Uh, on the the bathroom wall. So gross. Right? Ladies, you hear me out there? (laughs) Gentlemen, do you hear me? Mr. Smith is fucking bald. So like a bix his head. So he has, he doesn't even know the struggle is real. So he obviously finds that nasty and gross. I to- Wouldn't I find that nasty and gross anyway? Don't you? I totally understand. Okay. It's totally different when it's your own. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'm just not that grossed out about it. So he, that's one of the things that he asks me to be really vigilant about. Will you please remove your hair wad? <laughs> Off of it. I'm keeping it real. No, you are. And then like, you know, I'm in the shower and I'm like, ah, (laughs) there's a thing in here. And so I'll throw water on it to try to like wash it down the drain and it moves up. (laughs) Like, how does it move up the glass when I throw water on it? Because you probably splash water up so it slides up. No, it's got mind of its own. Well, you definitely definitely don't want (laughs) to... Put it down the drain because then it gets clogged. No, I know, I know. So but that's the point why, is that's why we do we do it to begin with is we put it on the wall to begin with. Yes, so. I get it. We're trying to not clog the drain. Yes, is I what appreciate what you appreciate. Okay, appreciate. so my point was he would ask me, "Can you please make sure that when you get out of the shower, you throw that away?" So over and over again, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. I do it all the time. I really do. I'm pretty good about you it. You are. You're great. And. I'm like, no problem. I'm going to work on that because I know that pisses you off. So then the other day, he goes, hey, babe. And I was like, what? He goes, I just want to thank you for all of the times. And I was like, shit. Because <laughs> I, I knew what was coming because we have this thing that we do. And he was like, I just want to thank you for all the times that you really do throw away your hair out of the shower. and Instead of noticing the one time that you didn't. Yeah, you know what I mean? because the point is the reason why you noticed is because all the other times I do it for yeah. you. Yeah. And it's the one time I forget and that's when you notice. So it's a perfect example of the evidence we gather because if you were already tuned in to my wife never does this shit that I ask her to do or she never cares about the things that I want her to work on. And then you see me do that and forget one time. You now you're supporting that story by gathering evidence of one isolated incident. But if exactly. you stop and really think about it, maybe there was five other times when they really did do what you asked, or yeah. really did come through for you, or pulled <clears throat> through, or honored a request that you had. So sure. really watch the evidence that you are gathering. Now, of course, I can't solve everybody's fucking relationship issues in 30 minutes. I can't solve them most of the time because you have to solve them. And you have to do that by really looking at your role, okay? A lot of people feel as though, as long as if my husband would just get his shit together or if my wife would just fucking stop complaining, everything would be fine. Then we'd be fine. Everything would be perfect. And we forget to start looking internal. Yes. So these are all the things that 
I don't care if your husband is a dick to you right now. I don't care if if he hasn't been meeting your needs. If you're not being kind, you're not doing your part. If you're not saying thank you, you're not doing your part. If you're not setting them up for a conversation when they can actually hear you, you're not doing your part. This is not tit for tat, I'll start showing up in this relationship when you do. That's our natural response. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It doesn't work. I don't know any relationship that has worked by tallying up shit like that. So you have to clean up your act first. You cannot make somebody be different. We can't change the partner. We can't change the spouse. These are the things that you are responsible for. Perfect. And number five, you aren't making your relationship a priority. This is something that people fall into and don't even realize it where you just your job gets demanding and life starts happening and then you have kids and then they have soccer practice and then you have family events and then it's fucking fourth of july and then oh my gosh and then all of a sudden my partner and i haven't been on a date in five years right that's so true and they're traveled their job and just and it just we don't do it on purpose. That's why I said relationship mistakes you don't know you're making. Yeah. You would never go like, yeah, I'm totally neglecting my marriage on fucking purpose. Right. Nobody nobody does that, right? But I'll tell you, that you know, you want to know the most important things in your life? The shit that's on your calendar. That's true. The shit that is on your calendar is the stuff that you are like, come hell or high water, this is the most important thing. That's true. You wonder why you don't work out? It's probably not fucking on your calendar. F-bombing it up today. You are. I'm sorry, I'm working up. <laughs> this loses its potency if I do it too much. Get your F-bombs out. I need to calm down. You're going to run out. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but everything that you look, like if you think you don't hang out with your friends enough, you don't go on dates enough, you don't have sex enough, probably put it on your calendar. Yeah. And as unromantic as that might sound, how's that working for you? Exactly. Right? It's, you know what, it's not. It's total negligence. We have this fallacy where we believe that a relationship is just supposed to be like a fairy tale and maintain a fairy tale existence effortlessly for the rest of our lives. And then you wonder why you aren't happy and why you're struggling and why your partner's not a mind reader because it actually takes effort you have to say things out loud. You have to ask for what you need. You have to be kind to each other. You have to learn how to communicate. So you also have to make your relationship a priority. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you could you can ask somebody, you know, what are the most important things to your, in your life? And they will, most of the time, they'll say, um, my marriage, my kids, and then usually something like my spirituality or my family or something like that. And then you look at how they spend their time and energy, and it's all work. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not the most important thing because when was the last time you were on a date? When was the last time you actually asked your husband what was going on with him? How he was feeling? I do that too all the time just to check in. Yeah. You do the absolutely. same with me all the time sure. too. Mm-hmm. We also have date night once a week and we hang out all the time during the week. We we debrief our day every single day. Like, how how was your day today? Talk to me about your day. Every damn day. Because I care. And I don't tune out. And I'm not just like, whatever. It's just this weird routine. No. Like, you pay attention to what I have to say. I pay attention to what you have to say. We engage with one another. So, your first item of business is to start dating this person that you dated 
in order to get married. Yes. So you need to start dating. That date. should be fun. Like you should. Right. You should want to do that. You should want to put that on your calendar. And that is, that's really sacred for us too. For sure. So people know that if it's date night, then first of all, there's no electronics. Like we're not texting. We're not, and there's, and there's no couples dating. Like right. double dates it's just is not couples night. Right. Yeah. So we, we make sure that it's only you and I and that it's sacred. We make sure to have sex. Like we totally put in the effort to have like a romantic evening, put in the effort to do it. Yeah. I always say like, if you only worked out when you felt like working out, would you ever work out? No. No. Same thing with sex. You don't always feel like hot and bothered and like, yeah, I can't wait. Sometimes you actually just have to put in the effort. And then very rarely are you ever like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Hopefully not. Yeah, right? right? And then you get to thank each other. Like, thanks for getting me into that. Thanks yeah. for, you know, putting in an effort. And thanks for making it fun. You ha- It doesn't always come, like, supernaturally like that. It'd be amazing if it did. But if you want that certain type of relationship, you have to work for it. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a bunch of work. It's just about maintaining. It's just about daily caretaking. So the first thing you need to do is get something on the calendar where you are creating sacred time for your relationship and make it habitual. Make it like every single week. If you can't do every week, do every month. If you if you can't do get out of the house, make sure it's something where you lock your door at maybe Tuesday nights at nine o'clock and you guys, you know, do whatever you want, like do some sort of picnic on the bed or something like you you can come up with a million excuses. Yeah. Right? Or you can actually pay attention to your you relationship. You can also come up with a million answers. Right. There's plenty of fun ideas. There's a there's a really great thing that I came across. I can't remember. It was a, some sort of service. I'll have to look it up and see if I can put it on the show notes page. But it was like a date in a box or something like that. Oh, yeah. I and it was a subscription that. service mm-hmm. that you that you uh, purchase and you do like a recurring payment. I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks a month or maybe there's levels and they send you these really fun elements to create this awesome date and they have great ideas. And so it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it and, oh, I got to come up with something. You just get this awesome box in the mail and then you're like, oh my gosh, when are we going to have our date night? Right. So we had talked about doing that too at one point. Yeah. Maybe we should look into that Let's look back into that. So get your relationship on your calendar, both of you. And I think that's everything. That's a lot. Watch, great content. Start paying attention and putting it on your radar to actually notice the things that your partner is doing. Thank them for it. Say things that are kind. Use fun pet names. Be sweet to each other. And ask them what they need. All of this stuff, you know. It, it really isn't rocket science. But nobody's taught us. I know. Nobody teaches you. You get a lot of evidence and a lot of support on doing it the wrong way. Media alone. Every sitcom is a, this dynamic between man and woman that is shitty. Communication right? breakdown. Then they figure That's it out how, at the end. And it, it all wraps up, and right? It's like, you should have just said that in the beginning of the episode. And it would have been done in five minutes. Right. But it's ratings week. <laughs> so... Anyway, thank you for letting me uh, rant and rave. I'm just passionate about it because I think it's one of those things that we just haven't been given the skill set. But once you learn it, once you have a skill set, you have no more excuses. Now, if you want that sort of, it's one thing if you don't 
give a shit about your relationship. But if you actually do want it to work and you do want to have a really powerful relationship, then you have to do your part. Yeah. You, you really, both, really do have to do your both part. Both have to do your part. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships aren't a 50-50. They're 100-100. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Mic Very drop. Good. <laughs> Mr. Smith with the mic drop. All right. So here is trying. to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. <laughs>